Today is Tuesday, October 5th, 2021, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. The rise of liberal fascism in America. This show is going to track the disturbing data points that show how fascism is on the rise and it is exclusively on the left. We are going to debunk some of the stupid theories and propaganda from media and explain what actual fascism is. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. What is the definition of fascism? What is a fascist? If you are acting in a fascistic form of government, who are you? What does it mean? How do you define it? I think that's very important because on this show, you're going to be hearing a lot about fascism because our moment right now nationally is a fascistic moment. And there is a lot of lies that need to be dispelled about what fascism is, what it has been throughout history, and who are the actual inheritors of it in our current American fabric. It's very important because fascism is a deadly thing that kills a nation, kills the people in it, it destroys the country, and you do not want to live under it. Nobody has a good life living under a fascistic system. Go ahead and check the recent histories of the human race. The last hundred years will do. If you crack open a dictionary, you'll find the definition of fascism is thus. A political philosophy, movement, or regime that exalts nation and often race above the individual and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression of opposition. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the fascist moment in America. We're going to go through that definition, but I'm going to show you what that definition is in practice. I read to you from Politico. Merrick Garland taps FBI in response to disturbing spike in threats against educators. Recent school board meetings have been packed with protesters to denounce COVID mandates, political interpretations of critical race theory, and other highly politicized issues. Here we go. Attorney General Merrick Garland and Monday ordered federal law enforcement authorities to huddle with local leaders in the coming weeks to address what the nation's top prosecutor called a recent disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats and violence against educators and school board members. The Justice Department has also unveiled a series of additional measures in the coming days to address the rise in criminal conduct directed towards school personnel, Garland wrote in a memorandum to federal prosecutors and FBI Director Ray. The department said that they're expected to include a training program and new federal task force stacked with representatives from the department's criminal, civil rights, and national security divisions. Here's your fascistic moment. This is it. The FBI being weaponized against parents who do not want their kids to be masked or to learn critical race theory. A racist rot theory that strikes at the very core of what it means to be an American that teaches people to hate each other. This is fascism. The gun of the state being pointed at you. The gun of the state being pointed at you for practicing what you used to think were your rights what you used to think were endowed to you by your creator, the right to free speech, the right to go and assemble. In fact, petitioning your government, your grievances, is right up at the very top, pinned to the very top of our Bill of Rights. 
What are these parents doing other than petitioning grievances for their school boards? These parents have been heroes. They're fighting for their children. There is no more noble cause. Fascism looks like this. The people who have the gun of government point it at their fellow citizen for not getting in line. That is the definition. They are weaponizing the power of the federal government against American citizens, innocent American citizens for practicing their civil rights, pointing the FBI at you, at me, at your mom, at your dad, at our children, and saying, nope, we are not going to allow any dissent further in our public education sphere. That is definitionally fascism. The left, the modern left, is the full-on embrace and inheritance of the fascist movements of the 1920s and 30s. They are behaving functionally and definitionally in fascistic manners towards their fellow Americans and even towards those in their own party. There are many Democrats who are screaming out at school board meetings. I know some, for a fact, have given some of the most impassioned and viral speeches at school board meetings. Go ahead and listen to this mother speak out against critical race theory. The mother is black. She's inside of a Democrat county, Loudoun County, Virginia, and she's speaking out against critical race theory at her school board. The FBI now views her as a domestic terrorist. In the words of Martin Luther King Jr., I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Now I have a dream that we will implement love, not hate, or supporting another Jim Crow's agenda. CRT is not an honest dialogue. It is a tactic that was used by Hitler and the Ku Klux Klan on slavery very many years ago to dumb down my ancestors. So we could not think for ourselves. CRT is racist. It is abusive. It discriminates against one's color. Let me educate you. An honest dialogue does not impress, oppress. An honest dialogue does not implement hatred or injustice. It's to communicate with deceiving without deceiving people. Today, we don't need your agreement. We want action in the backbone for what we asked for today, to ban CRT. We don't want your political advertisement to divide our children or belittle them. Think twice before you indoctrinate such racist theories. You cannot tell me what is or is not racist. Look at me. I had to come down here today to tell you to your face that we are coming together and we are strong. This will not be the last. Greet and meet, respectfully. That mother is now a domestic terrorist, according to Merrick Garland, and should be considered for investigation by the FBI. The definition of fascism, a political philosophy moving a regime that exalts a nation and often race above the individual. Now, what is that definitionally? That is simply vectors for power. National identity, race, these are vectors for power for the left. They're, they're doing it right now. They're using race and they're using identity, identity politics, as vectors to divide people and to create camps, to create camps that they control so that they can split us up and divide us. A weakened, divided people can be ruled. Let's continue in this definitional, this dictionary definition of fascism that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader. Well, what does that sound like? Look at what's happening right now across the country. We're going to get to updates on Kristen Cinema being attacked, but people in the Democratic Party are being attacked and harassed and mobbed wherever they go if they do not toe the line of the regime, the Biden regime. He is a centralized autocratic leader. 
He is acting as a dictator. Joe Biden doesn't care about the Supreme Court. He doesn't care about eviction moratoriums or the legality of anything. He is going to usher in by fiat anything he wants. And he dares you to stand in his way. This is the Biden regime. This is how they are governing. Severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition. That's the last part here. Well, economic and social regimentation, come on. Who are the parties of mandates, masks, taxes, cancel culture? Who is that party? Behave, be obedient, listen. Otherwise, you will be punished. You'll lose your job. You will go to the bread lines, but you won't even get bread because you're not vaccinated. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just fascism. That's it. Call it what it is. The FBI and the DOJ weaponizing its law enforcement agencies against parents for the crime of practicing their civil rights. It's a dangerous moment. Fascism is definitionally the forcible suppression of opposition. We're going to get into exactly how dangerous it is getting out there, especially for members of the Democratic Party who step out of line. Scary, scary moment. But first, we need to talk about another group of Americans who are losing their jobs in mass, our farmers and ranchers. 100,000 farmers and ranchers have lost their jobs since 2015 because of stupid government policies like the labeling of meat. This is a serious issue. Listen up. If a piece of meat gets raised somewhere else around the world, gets shipped here in a dark, frozen shipping container, but just gets packaged in America, the the made-in-the-USA product of the USA label gets slapped on it. That's insanity. That meat is of low quality. It doesn't taste great. And it's not good for our economy. It's not good for our fellow Americans. And the hardest working, best Americans among us are American farmers and ranchers. That's why Kate and I and the Johnson family are so proud to be partnering with Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers supports 100% American farmers. They ship American meat, American beef right to your door. You open up that Good Ranchers box, it's the best day of the week. You've got T-bone steaks, you have tenderloins, you have New York strips, red American meat, and you're supporting American farmers with your Good Ranchers order. Kate and I are very, very careful about what we put into our bodies, and that's why we only eat Good Ranchers in the Johnson household. That's why I encourage you to go to GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny right now and save $20 on your order if you subscribe and get a box of mouth-watering American meats every single month that will show up right on schedule at your door, you'll get free shipping. That's right. $20 off and free express shipping if you go to GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny. Use the code Benny at checkout. It'll get you 20 bucks off and free express shipping right to your door. The best day of the week, Good Ranchers Day. Ladies and gentlemen, trust me, you want to support American ranchers and you want to eat right. Eat like an American, order Good Ranchers. People who certainly do not get to eat meat or don't get to eat at all are the victims of fascistic governments around the world and throughout recent human history. Just crack open those history books and look at the last hundred years of human existence. Go back to 1920 and track a chart. Mass starvation, mass death, 
in this world has always been at the boot heel and the jackboot of authoritarian, fascistic governments. Those are governments who view their own people as the enemy and they wish to suppress them through force. They're led by dictators and their philosophical movement is to divide and to conquer. That is the Merriam-Webster's definition of fascism and why does that bother us so much? Because Americans do not understand their history. We are not taught functional histories of dangerous political ideologies in our schools. We are not taught about communism. We are not taught about fascism. We're not taught those things because most of our teachers in our public education is and are fascistic and communist themselves. And so why would they ever out themselves? Why would they ever teach about the evils of those ideologies when they subscribe to them? You see that in classrooms all across America. Just recently, Project Veritas had a teacher that had a hammer and sickle flag up instead of the American flag in California. And if you check TikTok, Libs of TikTok is a great account. They reveal all of the teachers and the insane ideologies that these teachers hold, and they teach them to your children in these government schools. And now, as we just covered, the FBI is going to attack and target any parent that stands against them. Just breathtaking. But the definition of fascism is still lacking. It's why you can see polls and studies like this one at the University of Virginia Center for Politics that just stunned the producers of this show and myself. We couldn't believe it. The University of Virginia Center for Politics is a nonpartisan center. They do some great research and they revealed something uh, uh, when it came to media disinformation and misinformation about who is actually and truly fascistic in this country. So the title is called New, Ini- New Initiative Explores Deep, Persistent Divides Between Biden and Trump Voters. That's the title of the study here. UVA Center for Politics and Project Home Fire uses innovative polling and data analytics to identify America's political fissures and explain ways to foster compromise. So this study found that Trump voters hate Biden voters, Biden voters hate Trump voters, and both of them want to secede. That's right. Both of them want a national divorce. Both sides of the political aisle said that they do not trust the other side politically. They do not wish to even live in the same country anymore. Why is this happening? Well, part of why it happens is the media pushing disinfo and psyops on the American public. Now, let me explain that. There is a lack of an understanding as to what fascism truly is. That's what we're trying to overcome in this episode. This section of the report says that liberals associate Republicans with fascists. That's right. Listen to this. Reading to you from the UVA study. Majorities, often large majorities, of both Biden and Trump voters express some form of distrust for voters, elected officials, and media sources they associate with the other side. That is like a Trump voter saying, I don't like MSNBC. It's like a a, a Biden voter saying, I don't like Fox News. A strong majority of Trump voters see no real difference between Democrats and socialists. Well, that's true. Democrats have embraced socialism. They've said it outright. Democrats have said they love socialists, they elect socialists. AOC and the progressive wing are running the party. Bernie Sanders right now is running the Senate. 
So a majority of Biden voters at least somewhat agree that there is no real difference between Republicans and fascists. What? That makes no sense. I'm confused. A more common corollary would be maybe uh, Republicans and, you know, gun nuts, people who want to own firearms, Republicans and, you know, bodily autonomy purists, right? Like my body, my choice. That's become very, you know, right wing. That's become very freedom movement. But Republicans and fascists? Wait a second. We just identified the definition of fascism as someone who wants to be a dictatorial leader of this country to crush individual freedom, to instate severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition. That's the functional definition, the Merriam-Webster's definition of fascism. Republicans don't want that. There is a test that I have, that I use in my life with regularity, actually. Because you can have Republicans and Democrats that flip sides. You can have people, you have a broad range of political spectrum in this country. I think that the fascist test is very easy. Fascist test goes like this. Do you wish to control another human being? That's it. That's it. What is the answer to that question? I have a 14-month-old. I can tell you right now, it's exhausting. I am in control of my four month, 14-month-old. She's running around all over the place, eating everything. She ate a plastic pumpkin because my wife was getting all the fall decorations out. She ate a plastic pumpkin. There are big old teeth marks in it. She got like three teeth. She used them all to rip a pumpkin open. It's exhausting. I do not wish to control other human beings. I do not wish to control even my children necessarily. I'm a very free-range parent. It's exhausting. I don't want control over other human beings. I don't want that because I don't have the energy for it, but also because there's something in my soul that says that's wrong. I don't like slavery. I don't like the control of another human. I don't think that I... I don't think that that's why I am on this earth. I, there's something in my, in my soul that's like, bro, no. You wouldn't want that. I would never want that. I would be a firm abolitionist because controlling another human being and being in charge of their everyday TikTok of their entire lives, that's just not me. And it's against natural rights, quite frankly. See, there's the, there's the other big rub is as our country is founded and as our national documents are written, well, that's evil. It's unconstitutional. It's the way this country was set up to have dispersed, federalized power. My wife and I went on a vacation to a very dainty little uh, part of the Florida panhandle last week. Sort of a working vacation. We still got the podcast up every single day. And we still did our online videos. Uh, But then we went to the beach. And we were in the Florida panhandle, uh, a little bit west of Panama City. And we stayed in a very dainty little neighborhood, right? Uh, it's a stylized neighborhood. You've been to these places. The very strict rules for the styles of the houses and how they're supposed to sit and how they're supposed to look. We even looked 
at, we went to some open houses just because we were curious and all of the rules and all of the regulations that the city has is uh, overwhelming, right? But that's federalism in a sense. That community, that group of people got together and said, this is how we want to live. We're going to take over our town council. Uh, the community is actually only like 30 years old. So maybe it was just, you know, it was actually founded on, on this sort of architectural principle and this central planning. And this teeny little section of this teeny little county with their teeny little city hall and their, you know, their little little board that runs uh, the, the HOA. Well, they get to decide. They get to decide what's best for them. If you don't like it, you can scram. There's a billion other square miles to live in in America, but this is how we like it here. It's how we like it here. And we're not infringing on your rights. We're not hurting you. We're not taking away from anyone. We're just deciding to do our thing our way where we live. The end. That's called federalism. That's the way this country was built. The Tenth Amendment says that everything, all powers, that is not explicitly given to the federal government goes directly to the states. And that's essentially... I mean, that's essentially everything. The federal government's very limited in its power as those documents are written. And that's because the founders, in their extreme wisdom, some of the best people to ever lead this country, some of the best human beings to ever assume control of this country, George Washington among them, a man who created the tradition of a president giving up power. They wanted George Washington to be called a king. They wanted him to rule forever. George Washington said no. Read his final speech upon departing office. It's a beautiful thing. Maybe we'll do a full podcast on it. George Washington said no. This country will only survive if there is a turnover of leadership on the federal government and that where people, this large, diverse population of people in this nation can be represented and get an opportunity to have their voices heard. It's why in the federal government, it's so difficult to get anything passed. It's by design. The founders wanted the federal government to be at gridlock. They wanted it to be very hard. You were supposed to have massive majorities and the full confidence of the American people. Things are supposed to be extremely popular when they're done on a federal level. How you know the federal government of today is completely out of whack because a small minority of radicals can wield control and power of these agencies like the FBI and can then target parents practicing their civil rights and liberties to protect their children. That is how you know everything has gone sideways. That is how you know the fascists are in control because this is how fascists often operate. They are often not the majority they just simply seize power as the minority and then weaponize against the majority the gun of the government. Well, the founders intended on that not to happen. They'd be spinning at an RPM unheard of right now in their graves, seeing the Biden administration and its weaponization of the thinnest majorities in American history. I mean, functionally, the Biden administration should just sit back and say, well, we got some work to do. As the founders wrote our government, and as the founders designed our government, they would look at Joe Biden having a one-seat majority in the Senate, which is perilous at that. 
they would look at having a four-seat majority in the House. And our founders would sit back and say, you're screwed, dude. You have no consensus. You got to get to work. You got to get a ton of Republicans on your side to pass anything. You've got to get the fractions of your own party together. You better have a massive majority to pass anything. You better just sit back and relax. You, you just got to you just gotta do your thing. Sign, you know, like sign some letters. Because you're not going to work. You haven't convinced anyone. You haven't gone out to the American people and sold them on your vision enough for them to give you a commanding consensus. And the commanding consensus was how all federal rule was supposed to be issued. Federal rules were supposed to come from massive judicial overview, gridlock, and a procedure of checks and balances that says no. That is the term of the check and balance. No. Stop. That's the purpose of a check and balance. To say those words. That is why in America, you have this beautiful system where the federal government moves incredibly slowly and lethargically. And where states and localities can move quite swiftly. Because that is where self-rule actually comes from. That is what the beauty of this country is. It's a massive country and people can live the way that they want. Do you know that the Amish don't pay taxes? The Amish do not pay into social security because they have religious exemptions. They live a very specific lifestyle. There's not a lot of uh, wear and tear on the roads with a horse and buggy. The Amish can drink unpasteurized milk, right? Nobody's going to stand in their way. The federal government really doesn't have the power to go in and do anything to the Amish. There is uh, a longstanding rule, and it is county by county, but also it's state by state. But these states, uh, Pennsylvania specifically, give major protections to the Amish to just live their life. And you know what? They just say, bro, I'm going to live it my way. This is how I'm going to live. And you can't stop me. And for the entire... 250-year history of America, you've had that. Now, as long as you're living in a way that doesn't hurt other people and doesn't rob someone else of their rights, well, the tradition of America has sort of been like, ah, okay, all right, you know what? You do you. And that's the way it was supposed to be. Now, in our fascistic moment, you are seeing the true definition of fascism being leveled against Americans. No dissent. The forcible suppression of opposition. This is precisely what's happening inside of the Democratic Party this very day. We covered yesterday how Kristen Sinema, a Democrat senator who dared to not be 100% on board with a single bill that the Democratic Party is trying to pass. That's it. She's not 100% on board with one bill. How she is being systematically hunted down, harassed and attacked, chased into bathroom stalls, savaged on airplanes by fellow passengers, and harassed at Reagan National Airport as she tries to fly back into Washington, D.C. to get work done. We have those clips lined up for you. Here's a little bit of what it sounded like when Kristen Cinema was attacked in the bathroom, attacked on a flight, and then attacked at Ronald Reagan 
National Airport. Listen. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected. And just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. I just want to know if um, you can commit, as, as my senator, as you, if you can commit to passing a reconciliation that could provide a pathway to citizenship for so how do you know that these people are fascistic? Well, Kristen Cinema's sin was not being part of the blorb, not being part of the dictatorial regime. She dissented from the regime. And so she will get targeted. But most importantly, the people who are there on her side, who should be defending her, are going to approve of these tactics. Now, you've seen this all across the country for the last two years. The left is deeply in approval of violence on their own side. They don't just approve of it. They fund it. They fundraise for it. Kamala Harris, your sitting vice president, fundraised to get the George Floyd rioters, the violent rioters who attacked and shot at cops, who burned down police stations, she fundraised to get them out of jail. Those rioters went on to continue to behave like criminals, and one of them ended up murdering once more. Thank you, Kamala Harris. The left loves fascism. They love militant tactics, as long as it benefits them. This is in line with every fascistic government throughout history. The Nazis famously had Kristallnacht. Kristallnacht was the night when the Nazis encouraged their followers to go roam through the streets of Germany, smashing up the businesses of Jews and assaulting Jews, burning down synagogues and making very clear that the Jewish element was no longer welcome inside of Germany. This is simple stormtrooper stuff. You get up in people's faces and you attack them. If you are a fascist, if you believe in the fascistic form of government, then you will love violence on behalf of your own political side. It is endemic to their worldview. That's why you see the people who have embraced fascism encourage those who are attacking Christian cinema. You didn't see major outcry. You didn't see every organ of the Democratic Party revolt over this and say, how dare they? She's one of us. No. What you saw was a wink and a nod and them saying, well, it's just part of the process. And just one, Mr. President, uh, you're talking about how you have 48 Democratic votes right now. The other two uh, have been pressured over the weekend by activists. Joe Manchin had people on kayaks show up to his boat. T.L. Adam, Senator Sinema last night was chased into a restroom. Do you think that those tactics are crossing a line? I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. From the, <laughs> the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's part of the process. Yes, sir. That was your president, the man who openly brags about writing the Violence Against Women Act so on and so forth, how much he cares about women's health, how much he cares about women being secure and confident and being respected. Joe Biden saying, well, you know what? If you get chased into a bathroom 
Well, that's on you. That's just part of the process. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Guess what? Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema don't have secret service. This guy is so repulsive. You would think that feminist and arch-leftist female talking head Jen Psaki would be on board with defending Kristen Cinema. I mean, obviously, they're of the same cloth, but no. Listen to this word salad. Hi, uh, Jen, thank you. Uh, a group of activists followed Senator Kirsten Sinema into a ladies' room screaming about the Build Back Better plan yesterday. The president said today, I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody and it's part of the process. He is an expert on the process. Has he ever been chased into a restroom by well, activists? Let, let me be clear here because I think the context of what happened here is very important. Um, and Senator Sinema put out a statement this morning. So as she said, and I would reiterate from here, the protection of the freedom to protest, to speak out, and to criticize is fundamental to our democracy. The president believes that. Maybe he shorthanded it, but he wanted to make that clear this morning. What happened this weekend was that her classroom, her students, uh, and, and the safe and intellectually stimulating environment she's worked to create during the years she's te of teaching at, at ASU were, was breached. That's inappropriate and unacceptable. And I think the context of what happened here is important, despite the fact that, of course, we stand for, the president stands for, the fundamental right of people to protest, to object, to criticize, uh, as they often do outside of the gates of the White House. So does the White House condemn these protesters who chased her into the restaurant? I just said it was inappropriate and unacceptable. The White House will not denounce violence that is done at the hands of leftists. They will not denounce their own stormtroopers. They're too useful. I walked up the day before the 2020 election and asked Nancy Pelosi to denounce Antifa. What did Nancy Pelosi do? Nancy Pelosi looked at me, she glared, she smirked, and she got into her car. They will not denounce the violence on their own side. They refuse to do it. It's too valuable for them. The FBI won't even investigate Antifa violence. The FBI is too busy investigating your mother and father for showing up at a school board meeting to defend their children from the poisons of racism, critical racist theory, and from Orwellian COVID mandates that destroy children. No, that is what the FBI is doing, not investigating the largest spat of domestic terrorism in American history. Listen to the members of the squad, the people who foment violence in our streets. Listen to the members of the squad being asked if they will denounce domestic terrorism. Watch. Will you condemn Antifa for the attack in Washington? It's easy to condemn a terrorist attack. Will you be condemning Antifa? They firebombed an American facility, will you condemn them? Excuse us, we have to get to the Will you be condemning them? Do you feel like you have some responsibility in the attack with your rhetoric about concentration camps? Are you responsible? Do you feel ashamed? What you had in that clip is AOC, Ilhan Omar being asked again and again if they will denounce Antifa violence. And of course they won't. They won't. 
They want to minimize Antifa violence. They want to excuse it because it is politically expedient for them. They need to have shock troopers. They need to have stormtroopers. If you are a fascist, you must have the ability to forcibly suppress your opposition. It's been true throughout all fascism. It's why Maxine Waters went up and gave one of the keynote speeches in the American fascist movement. You may remember this gem from a couple of summers ago. Stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And it goes on and on and on. This was said by Maxine Waters during a time when conservatives going out in public in Washington, D.C. was taking your life in your own hands. Ted Cruz was being assaulted at dinner. Sarah Sanders was being kicked out of restaurants. Rand Paul assaulted in the streets. I've personally witnessed Rand Paul get surrounded by a mob and had to run for his life outside of the White House. Rand Paul also attacked inside of his house in a separate incident and had his ribs smashed in with a hammer. All of it, all of it, without denunciation from the left. Steve Hodgkisson is someone who should be famous in American political history, but no, no. Steve Hodgkisson was a Bernie Sanders supporter, a volunteer, a campaign worker. Steve Hodgkisson loaded up a semi-automatic rifle and walked onto a congressional baseball practice field and asked, are you Republicans? And opened fire round after round, pumping them into the bodies of Republicans as they sat. They sat like sitting ducks in a field. And it was a duck hunt for Steve Hodgkisson, a radicalized, sociopathic, liberal, Democrat voter, Democrat volunteer. No, you do not hear a single thing about Bernie Sanders supporter and volunteer and campaign worker Steve Hodgkisson opening fire on congressional Republicans because it's too inconvenient for the narrative. Bernie Sanders certainly doesn't care and certainly doesn't care a single iota about the American system of government and how we are supposed to govern. No. According to Bernie Sanders and a tweet that would have probably made Steve Hodgkinson very happy. Senator Bernie Sanders said that two senators cannot be allowed to defeat what 48 senators and 210 House members want. We must stand with the working families of our country. We must combat climate change. We must delay passing the infrastructure bill as we pass strong reconciliation bill. Well, Bernie Sanders doesn't know math extremely well. It is not two senators. It's 52 senators. That means the majority is on the Republican side of the aisle, or at least the anti-Biden bill side of the aisle. And also, the House has 435 members, 210, I don't know, just a little quick napkin math here. Uh, That's not 50% of the House of Representatives. So Bernie Sanders needs a little bit of work on math there, but if you read any of Bernie Sanders' legislation, that will not come as a shock to you. 
Bernie Sanders obviously doesn't care about our rule of law. He doesn't care about our systems. He doesn't care about the massive, overwhelming majorities that are required to get things done in America. He just cares about fascism. That is the rule by a tyrannical minority over the majority, and that rule needs to be brutal. Bernie Sanders is on the record as being a big fan of the Soviet Union. Bernie Sanders is on the record as traveling to the Soviet Union for his honeymoon. I wonder if Bernie Sanders visited a gulag. I wonder if Bernie Sanders went to any of Stalin's mansions, any of Stalin's palatial landscaped villas with private cars as he deprived his people of the basic rights and the necessity and the bread to eat and to live. Stalin was the most vicious towards those in his own party. During the Red Purge, he had 30,000 members of the Red Army executed, along with 81 of his 103 generals and admirals. That's four out of five generals slaughtered. 30,000 members of the Red Army executed. Those are his own people. He was executing them out of fear that they were planning a coup. And that fear was to slaughter them. The real problem with the left today is not that they don't understand history or the definitions of fascism. While those are issues, the real problem is that of human nature. The left does not understand human nature. With enough central planning, the left believes that humans can be angels. But those of us grounded in reality, those of us who are awake to the fall of man and to the fallen nature of human beings knows that humans have the capacity to be devils. And our founders certainly knew that. It's why they took the capacity for a single human, an autocrat or a dictator out of the realm of possibility in this country. It's why they removed the systems of power from a single individual and dispersed them far and wide, spread them across this nation. They made it so that federalism would actually reign supreme and that those who wish to rule by fiat and those who wished to rule by dictators would face an enormous uphill battle and would fail. Up to this point in American, the American experience, they have failed. The Biden administration is pressing forward anew, however, in the new fascistic moment. This is what we are facing down now. A government that wishes to do unto you anything that will subvert and subject you to their will. It is how fascists have always ruled. It is how they will continue to rule. It is the fabric that the Biden administration is cut out of. Indeed, all you need to do is open up your ears and listen to the president's number one doctor, the guy who is seen as the high priest, truly, of the Branch Covidians, the high emperor of the robes of COVID, the man who does indeed speak on behalf of all of our institutions and all of our establishments, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci said in a stunning interview this weekend that your rights don't matter. That you and what you assume to be your personal liberty must be sacrificed for the common good. Man, Mao Zedong would have loved this guy. Castro would have loved this guy. The emperors of old and the leaders and the communist 
dictators of Russia and the Soviet Union, man, they would have loved Fauci. He's just got the talking points down so right. Listen to this. Indeed, you do have personal liberties for yourself, and you should be in control of that. But you are a member of society. And as a member of society, reaping all the benefits of being a member of society, you have a responsibility to society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people, you have got to look at it and say there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society. You know, it was Benjamin Franklin who said those that would give up their liberty for safety deserve neither. And we are reaching that point right now in America. We noted the initiative and the study from UVA Center for Politics. That is the divide right now in America. The divide is one of those who wish to be ruled and those who wish to have no ruler. That is the divide. The divide is those who want to be told how to live their lives. People who want the safetyism is what we call it on this program. Safetyism, a government force that can control you. The Fauciite that you just heard there, Fauci doesn't want you to have Christmas this year. That worldview to govern you, to crush you, to steal your rights from you. They wish for that. They don't want their liberty any longer. They don't want safety, true safety. They want to be told how to live their lives. They don't want critical thinking. They don't want the responsibility. And it's hard for Americans because it seems so antithetical to our experience to admit that those are the kind of people that fill up millions and millions and millions of Social Security cards in this country. They are our fellow American. How have they lost the plot, man? How have they lost the plot so badly? What happened? What went wrong? It's difficult to think about, and it's even more difficult to think about how do you bring them back? How do you get that person to embrace the liberty and the adventure of being an American? What do you do? It's a major question. Many are saying, break up, leave. The great separation is here. But the problem is, that those who are in charge of the federal government, who boy, they are a special breed of fascistic. They want to rule you. They want to control you. And they're not about to let their kingdom get broken up. They will do everything in their power to prevent it. And I mean everything. Things could get bad, people. We've watched with our own two eyes our own Department of Justice weaponize the FBI in order to attack fellow Americans, persecute them for the crime of standing up to their own corrupt school boards. What country are we living in? What is happening? This nation has become usurped by the fascists. The definition of fascism is thus. A political philosophy movement and regime that exalts a nation or race above the individual, stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression of opposition. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't see the modern leftist movement in that definition, then you 
are blind. You are not awake. You have to wake up because the very life of our nation depends on it. Trust me, when fascists get control throughout history, it's not good. It's not good for the people of our nation. And America is often the country that comes in and saves them. What happens when America goes fascist? What happens when there are no Sherman tanks to burst through the Battle of the Bulge and to grind under their tank treads the final elements of the Nazi regime in Germany? What happens when there is no America? When America gets gobbled up by those exact same elements that cause such darkness across Europe, Russia, China. Guys, we are at an inflection point, a moment, a moment to fight, and we must dismantle this evil. We must do it through legal means, and we must do it powerfully and strongly. Let us cast aside this American fascistic moment. Let us have no quarter for these people who wish to rule order us over us and desecrate that which the founders gave us. Let us fight and let us win is the American way. Nothing can stop patriotic, freedom-loving Americans from standing up and God certainly is on our side. Right is on our side and that is why we continue the fight. My name is Benny Johnson. This has been a special on liberal fascism here in America. We hope you learned something. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been The Benny Show.